Indiana's coach Jeff Mercer is joined by Bradley Bremer and Philip Glazer. Uh, coach, if you could please start with an opening statement. Yeah, you know, I, I just uh, just really proud of the kids. You know, after last night we had a chance to put the game away offensively late and weren't able to do it. We're in a very similar situation today offensively. We're able to put the game away um, and give us a little bit of breathing room. Obviously, you know, Brad's performance today was one of the best I've ever seen in person uh, and on the biggest stage and, and just a great execution, great courage, great determination, um, just uh, a, a great day um, to go out and represent, represent Indiana the right way. So just very proud of the kids. With that, we'll now take questions for the students. Uh, Bradley, uh, we'll start with um, you were really doing a good job of pitching to contact today and not having to rely on, on strikeouts as much to get outs. Um, so what was working with that, and what do you have to say about people like Phillip behind you? Uh, yeah, our defense played great, um, pitching to contact, locating my fastball on both sides of the plate, and having the off speed as well. It was a, I had my whole arsenal today, so... I feel like that's why I'm at my best when my fastball's down and we're getting ground balls and just let the defense work. Uh, how were you feeling during the long eighth inning when you were, when, before you got, came back out for the ninth? How were you feeling in, in preparing for that final inning? Uh, I felt all right. Like, I mean, I obviously wanted to keep going. So, you know, Glenn gave me a little energy packet, got that in me, and uh, I, I was ready to go. Um, Philip, uh, can you just talk a little bit about um, just uh, particularly that eighth inning and uh, and, and getting in, in the, the team finally uh, driving in the insurance runs that you guys needed to seal the deal? Yeah, I think that was the difference between last game and today was um, getting those runs in and putting the game away. Um, Carter Madison had a big double down the line there with two strikes, and then uh, just like on just on Brad's performance, man, that was that was a great performance and. Um, as a defense, knowing how your pitcher is just attacking, it helps the defense so much. And, you know, we really complement each other. And so that we won. Okay. Um, you guys did have a couple of really, uh, really close plays out there in the field. So how did you kind of just keep that going throughout the day and, and keep making those tough plays? Yeah, I think uh, you just got to be quick, but you don't really have to hurry. Um, just we play fast. We practice fast. So when you get in those environments and you play, um, you can kind of slow it down. Um, that's pretty much all I have. Thank you, students. You guys are good to go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll now take questions for the coach. Uh, first of all, is there anything you can say about Bobby at this point? He was walking around. It seemed like he was doing fine. Uh, I, he he kind of made a, made a, a comment. Just kind of scared me. As much as anything, so I, I haven't had a chance to really get in there and talk to, to Joel and the doctors about, about him. I mean, it had a, a small cut. It looked like it, when it hit the helmet, the helmet cut him. Uh, but I, I haven't, as far as concussions or whatnot, we haven't, I haven't really had a chance to talk to him. But he was up walking around joking. I, I kind of said, are you doing okay? Can I, can, I, can I give you a hard time? Can I razz you a little bit? He said, yeah, you can. So I figured he was doing okay if he allowed me to do that. Okay. Um, in the uh, bottom of the sixth inning, um, you guys uh, employed a little bit of small ball there. Yeah. Uh, they brought in uh, they brought in Vera when you guys had three of the, your next four batters were left-handed, yeah. and he's a left-handed sidewinder. Yeah. And you had the right-hander bunt. <laughs> yeah, you you know me well because I, I don't like doing that, and I didn't do it at Iowa. Uh, the the the, the kid at Iowa was 
and the numbers are just like staggering against that team pitching me. And I thought it was a just an impossible matchup, really an impossible ask. I didn't know all due respect to, to the young man tonight. I, I did think it was more doable. Uh, and the field playing bigger, the environment, like the, it was just a harder, it was a harder field to score runs on today with the wind blowing in and the natural surface and the grass. And so just like last night uh, on the contact play with go forth the third base, we put the contact play on because the grass is slower than the turf that we normally play on, he ends up being safe. And so you just have more of an opportunity when those are the environment. And you just feel like with Carter coming up, Carter's been swinging it well. Carter actually has a higher batting average against left-handed pitchers or right-handed pitchers. Primarily because guys work him in, or we did as of like a week or two ago. You 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 would know better than I and double check. But, uh, and so I felt I felt uh, okay with Carter, not great with Matt, um, but we had to take our shot that, that we could you know we could scratch one run across even if it was a contact play or uh, find a way to put a ball in play. It was it was uh, the instincts in the moment because of the, the kind of the succession of those different pieces working together made a different choice than last week at Iowa. Um, a pitcher's duel is not something this particular club has been that familiar with. So kind of how do you coach them through that? The same way you work through the progression of the, the, a, normal, a normal game that, that isn't obviously a two-to-one game and going into the eighth or the ninth inning. I think offensively you find out at a certain point, usually in the fourth or fifth inning, this guy's got our number, this guy's really good, he's spinning it. Um, and, and you're going to have to change your philosophy on how you score runs from an offensive standpoint. I think the way that you communicate with the kids uh, is the same way, just to compete pitch by pitch. But you do you do, do things a little bit differently with your shifts. You'll see us start to play the lines more, start to have uh, a no doubles, uh, kind of a no doubles in the outfield. We'll play a little bit bigger. We'll try to make them go two base at a time. So we do try to do some things differently from our defensive alignments. We'll be a little bit more aggressive with our. Uh, uh, infield shifts, you'll see those guys be a little bit more aggressive in there um, and try to do everything we can to really lean into the start that we're getting. Because normally when you're in a pitcher's duel, obviously you're, you're executing pitches to your certain quadrant that you're calling. And, and when those are called uh, by Coach Gallant, and then we have all the data next to us as, as coaches, we can shift those guys more particularly. So kind of lean into it more, try to be more aggressive in the shifts and try to really support them and, and help them. So. You're doing the same things. You're probably just doing them a little bit more aggressively, and then offensively. I, I, as you know, like I don't like to have my fingerprints on the game. I just think, as a player, I felt like coaches overcoached and overmanipulated, and we ended up. You ended up. Coaches ended up costing their teams more runs by trying to um, create more with with my manipulation. And I think if you coach them and you have talented players, you, and you just trust them to play the game. But there are certain circumstances where you just feel like you just are. You have to you have to put your fingerprints on it, and I thought that was today. It was once or twice I had to do it. Uh, bringing Bradley back out for the ninth um, was that more of you know, giving him just that opportunity to complete it, or is that really about trying to save pitching for tomorrow? Both, both. And I recruited Brad when he was in high school at Wright State, and I've known him for a long, long time. And to see his journey through his high school career, his beginning his college career here in Indiana, uh, it's just not very often do you, in your life do you get to do something like that hometown school on the biggest stage, still a complete game, and it felt like he earned the right to go back out there. His pitch count was under 100 to start the night. So I felt good about that. He was still executing pitches. And then obviously also to have those guys up for tomorrow as well. We had both a lefty and a righty hot in the eighth. If we needed to use them, we were ready for it. But once we put up the runs, 
we wanted to give Brad the opportunity to finish it, felt like he'd earned it, and it does save innings for tomorrow. Um, do you have anything you can tell us about what your plan is for tomorrow, or are we going to wait for the, the until we know who you're top playing? Probably going to have to wait till we through your plan, uh, but you know we'll have you know, Perkins and, and Tucker and Kraft and Holderfield, those kind of those guys probably in some form or fashion for the first game, who starts or who relieves is, is kind of for, up for debate depending on how, how this game goes.